Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. I am one of those people. I am Michelle Kane. I am here as ever with my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro, and we are thrilled to be joined by another wonderful guest today. Her name is Tracy Pichaki. She is the marketing strategist and second-generation owner of Illustrated Designs, which is a certified woman-owned, we love that, small business located in Hatfield, Pennsylvania. Tracy has degrees in marketing and management and over 25 years of experience in design, marketing events, and strategy for a wide range of clients. Since 1968, she and the Illustrated Designs team have helped organizations better promote their message, increase brand awareness, and engage their audience in some really cool ways, actually. You need to check them out. The Illustrated Designs creative team includes graphic designers, content writers, fabricators, and marketing and event specialists who support businesses looking for fresh ideas on a single project or ongoing marketing and event efforts. And what brings Tracy here to that solo life, not just because we really love her, is a recent talk she gave on mindset. And this COVID era is top of mind, for lack of a pun there. She gave this talk first as part of the Indian Valley Chamber of Commerce's Resilience Program. And we're so excited for her to share her wisdom and insight as a business owner and communications pro with us today. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you, Michelle. Hi, Karen. It's so great to be here. Thank you for allowing me to join you. We're so glad to have you here. And before we jump into our real questions for the day, I think um, many of our listeners would be interested to hear about you being a second generation business owner. That's that's quite a legacy right there. Yeah, which brings some pressure, you know. (laughs) Um, So owning Illustrated Designs was actually never part of my big picture. Um, My dad, who is enjoying his retirement to the fullest, um, was the biggest workaholic I've ever known. And I just assumed he would never retire. So it was not even a thought that something like this would happen. But when he decided to retire, I looked at what I've been doing for, you know, a couple of decades working side by side with him and my mom. And I realized I can't work for anyone else. I'm no longer employable by, you know, the typical (laughs) nine to five. And um, I really, at that point, took that deep introspective look and realized I really like what I do. So I can't imagine doing anything else. So here I am. She's one of us, one of us. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. I think many of us would say that we're pretty unemployable as well because we love what we do so much. And, And we all know that that's not really true. If somebody really had a desire to make that move back into the corporate workforce, it would absolutely be possible. But I love that we think of ourselves that way because I think segueing into our topic, mindset is everything. You know, you are what you really think. And if you really think that, I think that gives you the motivation to continue to breathe new life into your business and succeed because you it's you're comfortable that that's your path. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. And especially in light of, oh, the past year and a half that we've kind of all gone through with COVID and the pandemic, it's really caused a lot of us to have that introspection forced on us of, is this my path? You know, how am I doing? What can I do? So I I loved 
that um, you prepared that talk on mindset. And that's why we wanted to bring you on here. So, you know, I know, I know your move to thinking about mindset came before the program for sure. Um, so how did, how did you find that? How did you find that focus on mindset as an essential element of not just your business success, but just your, your personal well-being? It was completely out of necessity and the drive to be successful. I, I'm recognizing that I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm also an introvert. So I spend a lot of time in my head. I analyze things constantly. Um, and I noticed that I kept getting stuck. So not only in my business, but my personal life. And so my first thing was just recognizing that I was my worst enemy. I had the self-doubt. I had the negative self-talk. Um, infamous for being stuck in analysis paralysis and, of course, imposter syndrome. Again, because a second-generation owner, like, oh, I didn't start this. You know, the success isn't mine. It's somebody else's, you know, chalking it up to something else. So first was just kind of recognizing that what I was doing. Um, so I started doing some research. I was oddly comforted to know that I wasn't alone. This is not, I'm not unique here. Um, so I started having real conversations with some of my best clients. And I realized that they, with the ones that were willing to open up, they were having the same concerns. Um, and what I found fascinating was that it didn't matter how successful they were or how successful their business was. They all still battled that negative mindset. Um, so I decided that I wanted to fight for a better life. And I worked on my mindset. I started reading and, and just doing some meditations and found ways to catch myself in the middle of having those negative thoughts and learn the exercises to kind of push them aside. Um, but don't get me wrong. I still battle with those negative thoughts and the patterns because they're, they were ingrained after decades, right? So you can't just quickly turn those off. But I do keep working on them on a daily basis. And I feel, I actually feel my comfort zone expand. And as I do that, I notice that my stress level goes down and that I'm more productive. So that's kind of how it, I was forced into it, really. You know, it's interesting that you talk about um, it doesn't matter about the level of success. So this morning... Um, I was watching a clip about Naomi Osaka's documentary and how she questioned herself. Am I, you know, am I even a good tennis player? And the newscaster commented on the clip and said, you know, it's really interesting that people have this, this mistaken belief that when you are at, when you're successful, when you're at the top of your career, they're like, well, of course they're confident and feel all of these things. And that's never really true. There's always those doubts that can creep in. And as you noted, it's just learning how to reverse those tapes and not to say those things to ourselves and to stop that self-talk in our head that causes us to doubt who we are. But we're all human and we all have those moments, some more than others. And But as you learn to, to listen for those negative um, cues that you're often giving yourself or something that you've internalized externally, you can start to turn it off, but it doesn't mean that they won't come. And, you know, I, I think it, it's, 
it's wonderful in this time of life that we're having such open conversations about mindset and mental health. And I love that people who we are inspired by and who are so great at what they do are bold enough to say, but I have doubts too. You know, there she was, I just remember her laying on the court and this voice saying, am I even a good tennis player? It's like, girl, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's interesting. It's almost like it's a trait that many, not to put myself on her, of us have, right. Because I, you know, I was nodding furiously as you're saying introvert, recovering perfectionist, overanalyzing, those those are the traits that serve us well to a point, but we fall far too easily in that, you know, pit of too much. And especially because, you know, most of us, whether we work with a team, whether we're a micro agency, much of that work is often virtual, given how we have our businesses. So we do spend a lot of time by ourselves, you know, yeah. and uh I think that that plays into it for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, what now that you've been setting your focus in this way, what I know you mentioned your stress levels are down. You know, have you what are the biggest changes you've noticed? I think the increased productivity, um, I think that the ability to pivot quickly. So if if you have something negative happen, you don't hit a goal or, you know, you get off with a a bad phone call or something negative happens. You don't have to get stuck there anymore. You know, you, I, I, years ago, if something bad happened in, in business or in personal life, you know, I would just get stuck replaying things over and over again. And now because I have the tools available and I can recognize what's happening, I can stop that a lot faster, evaluate what went wrong and learn from it and pick up the pieces a lot faster. Mm -hmm. So that's been the biggest thing. So you just don't get stuck because that doesn't help anything, right? Right, right, right. And and also easily before you know it, sometimes you are, you think, why am I still ruminating on this? What's going on? Oh, because yeah. there's no one to distract me or, you know, snap me out of it. It's really up to us. And I, I, I loved what, what you said about fighting for it. That is so key. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, you're right. It is, it is up to us to recognize it and seize it. And we're capable. I mean, you know, we all struck out and, you know, we all are running businesses. So clearly we're capable of doing it. It's just, again, shifting that mindset. Now, I know you said you read some books. Do you have any favorites that you'd recommend? Uh, off the top of my head a few years ago, actually quite a few years ago, um, What You Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter was a good one. He talks a lot about reprogramming your brain with daily affirmations. Um, So that's that's one of them. Um, I've actually not read the entire book, but Mindset by, I think it's called Mindset by um, Carol Dweck. Oh, it's either mindset or two mindsets. Um, those right. two are really good. But a, a lot of times, I'm just reading blogs and articles from from you know psychologists and yeah. you know that type of thing. It's not just some random random yeah. person. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just, just just and I I pick up a lot just in reading just general business books as well. It yeah. doesn't have to be focused completely on mindset. Right, right. Although it's interesting, it does speak to, you know, there is a bit of psychology to what we do. 
you know, we have to think about how to influence people. And sometimes that means even, you know, helping leading our clients and, and getting them to see things a certain way. So, you know, there's PR and marketing, it's not that far from that kind of thing. Yeah. And if you think about it, as business owners in the marketing world, we know that you can't be effective marketing yourself if you're not having positive thoughts. So when I notice clients dragging their feet on making a decision, if it depends on how well I know them, but I'll start to talk about what they're really afraid of, what's holding them back. And usually it's something that falls into the fixed mindset as opposed to a growth mindset. So it, it's um, something that people in business, but it also very specifically marketing type yeah. of industries, we need to be check out, uh, you know, check in with yeah. ourselves and our teams. And, and that's something yeah. you did speak about in your talk, the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. Yeah. Uh, expand a little bit on that for yeah. us. Yeah. So the fixed mindset is where we typically avoid challenges. It's where we give up easy. We see effort as not worth it. We ignore criticisms and feedback. And it's also where we feel threatened by other success. I also happen to be fascinated by neuroscience. Um, and that tells us that as humans, we like the familiar. So yeah. even if what we're doing isn't serving us well, the comfort of knowing what to expect is where a lot of us stay. I believe that this fixed mindset is where lack and scarcity live. So that's, you know, something to really be mindful of. But on the opposite side is the growth mindset. So this is where we learn to embrace challenges. We persist in the face of setbacks and we see effort as the path to greater things. And when it comes to criticism, we learn from it. So the growth mindset obviously is going to take us out of our comfort zone, but, and, and away from that familiar, right. But it's where we grow as individuals and business owners. And if you can recognize where your mindset is at any given moment, you can make some adjustments to improve it when it's kind of at a lower vibration. Yeah. It's, you are right in my wheelhouse. I feel like I have a conversation like this, you know, almost every other day, with either a solo or with, um, you know, another business person and helping them to identify that. And there are some, you know, I've learned to spot those flags really quickly because yeah. it comes with someone asking for advice and then following up with a lot of excuses why it won't work. Um, well, and then you know immediately that you have to get down to the root of of what's really driving it and you're right you know it's you know i tell people that once you learn to identify fear you'll be surprised at where you find it it's it can in, it pervade your life and you're not even realizing that it's like buried in these little pots all around your life and then once you start to see it then you start to see it like oh my god that's fear you know fear of success it's fear of not having enough. It's fear of lack. It's, you know, it's just everywhere. And, but once you start rooting it out, then you, you know, get excited because you're able to move past that. And, um, but you're right. You know, some people are so comfortable in their mess. And I think as communicators over this past year and a half, we've seen the friction between fixed mindset and growth mindset in so many different ways. And 
it's led to an explosion. We've tackled these big social issues. You know, we've tackled, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and all of the the cultural um, issues that are happening. And they've collided in the workplace with people holding on to what was familiar and comforting, even though it wasn't great. And it wasn't great for a, a big majority of people. And it wasn't even great for you, but you don't even realize it. And the people were like, no, it's time to change. And as, you know, being in the position that we're in, we're having to navigate all of this chaos and messiness and these two different mindsets and people stuck in their positions and fighting with one another and not knowing how to move forward as a corporate entity when you have all of these individuals that are in various places. So with your own clients, you're often not dealing with just a single person how do you confront that issue when you have fixed in growth living in the same organization? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one um, because the ones that aren't paying the bills, if they're just an employee, right? Um, I almost have to have conversations with their manager and their you know, because I'm not internally there to to work with someone. And I'm also not in a position where I feel comfortable knowing enough to coach somebody on their own mindset. But I think that in general, I've learned that most mindset in a corporation starts from the top down. Mm -hmm. So I tend to work with, I, I do a lot of work with owners of companies anyway. So if you if you're working with that person you get a good enough relationship you can start to at least allow them to recognize how mindset can affect them and then guide them towards seeing where maybe there are some holes in their organization um, but that is tough to do if you don't have a really good relationship with a client so but it it can definitely pull down an entire team, an entire project to have just one person who just digs their feet into the sand and doesn't want to make any change. Over time, two, one of two things is going to happen. That person, well, one of three things, that one person, that person might change, right? That's, that is possible. Um, or they might no longer work for that company. Um, and the, the third thing is I may no longer do work with that company. You know, my mindset is only so strong, right? <laughs> if, if, if a client's negative mindset is so draining on me, I might have to walk away because my mental health and how I feel about that project or that client may affect other projects. Mm-hmm is part of my reputation. So I've walked away from some big clients because of that. Wow. And that, you know, that takes a certain bravery, but in, in the end, you're better for it. I know oftentimes, you know, in our solo PR pro world, we've talked about, hey, it's okay to fire a client. You know, if it's not serving you well, or if you can't, you know, I've had situations where it's like, look, I can't do the level of good work that needs to be done for you in this environment and it wasn't a big deal, you know, it wasn't anything drastic. It was just like, Hey, you know, we, we need to have some, uh, you know, just, we need you to be here with us and to, you know, play along and give yeah. us what we need to do our best work. Um, so yeah, that's great. Really brave. I think you, 
Yes. And you say brave. And I think, Tracy, that you have really brought out that um, making this shift in your mindset and really cultivating your own environment to best succeed takes a lot of the stress away. So I think it's not as scary to say no to things that um, work against that. It, yeah, it really true. becomes easier to recognize things that are just yeah. not serving you. You you look past yeah. the financials and you look at, am I in the best environment for success? Am I, am I really allowed to do my best work with this specific client? And when it's a client that can't be coached because I'm, I'm a believer in open communication. And if something yeah. seems broken, sometimes you can fix it just by having those open conversations and understanding, you know, where people are coming from. Sometimes it's that you just have a different view of systems or workflows and you can right. fix those things and you can turn around a client. But if you can't turn around a client and they're toxic, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it to me because I don't want to wake up every day and go, oh God, I got to talk to this client. I got to have this meeting. That's just, that's icky. And and it's yeah. taking away from the great work that I can be doing, not just for them, but for other people that I serve. Yeah. And they're taking up space of somebody great that I could be working with. That's just, you know, yeah. the money will come. And Tracy, you're a second generation business owner. So I know that you know this. We, yes, there can be ups and downs and cycles in business and we should expect those and we can plan for those, but work will come. You, you're going to be okay. I mean, even as young as we all are, we've survived what the 2008 recession. We've survived COVID. We're still here. We're not homeless. It's okay. We've yeah. been through a lot in our lifetime already. Yeah. And as you mentioned, Karen, you, you talked about success. Success is so different for everyone. It's how you define it. And for me, part of success is being able to know at the end of the day, when I put my head on that pillow, that I did the best I could. And if there is someone who's draining my energy somewhere, it's not allowing me to be my best. And so that's taking away from my success. So success isn't always the amount of money in your bank account. There are a lot of other things that go, that play into how you define success. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't need those energy vampires in our midst. <laughs> not at all. And, and we talk about that a lot. You know, it's yes, working for yourself, you want to manage your time, but you're also managing your energy. And that's, I mean, that's a huge part of, of thinking clearly through the proper mindset. This is great. So what do you suggest? So for the solo PR proer, who's, this is all new to them. What do you suggest is their first baby step to get started of refocus on them? Of focusing rather on their mindset. Yeah, there's a, there's a few things you can do. So we've all heard fake it till you make it. Um, I personally think that only feeds <laughs> imposter syndrome. So instead, thank I you. Like <laughs> yeah, it's like you hear that and you're like, that sounds a little disingenuous. Yes. Is that really going to help me? <laughs> exactly. So instead, identify your strengths, just list them all and focus on those. And if you're in such a negative space that you can't even do that, that's okay. Ask people that you trust, that you you really trust, that are going to have your best interest in heart, at heart and have them describe you. It's a fantastic way to learn how other people 
see you from how you view yourself, because chances are they're going to see you as more talented than you think you are. Chances are they're going to see you as more of an industry expert, and they're probably going to see you as more confident than you feel. So that's number one. Focus on your strengths. And the second is obviously something I already talked about briefly is the affirmations. Yeah. Write them down. Take any negative thought and find something positive. Flip it. And then read those positive affirmations to yourself. Or you could even record them, but listen to them, read them first thing in the morning, right before you go to bed. This actually came from Dr. Shad Helmstetter's book because it actually does help to reprogram the negative self-talk with positive thoughts. Another fun trick. Have you have you ever played a slot machine? I, I love the mm -hmm. penny slots. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 I make my daily my my yearly deposit when I go to Atlantic City. But it, when you go when you play a, a slot machine, there are a ton of bells and whistles, right? Right. You can actually bet like 25 cents. And all the bells and whistles go off and you can win, win back 10 cents. But it made you feel like you tripled your money or you won the big jackpot, but you actually lost 15 cents. <laughs> but we can learn something from, from those. Those little micro rewards keep you going. Now, it's kind of negative when you're gambling, but <laughs> think about it. Reward yourself yeah. for the little wins. I think yeah. as solopreneurs and business owners, we tend to gloss over our wins. We chalk them up to luck or some other external factor. Sometimes we're so busy moving on to other projects that we don't take that moment to just appreciate what we accomplished. So the truth is when you when your efforts pay off, you need to celebrate. And it doesn't have to yeah. be some huge thing. Just break your giant goals down into smaller bite-sized morsels and celebrate along the way. Yeah. That helps to build your confidence and momentum as you expand your comfort zone. So that yeah. one's that one's good. And of course, we talked about perfectionism, right? It's such an unattainable expectation. Just no longer think about having, having perfection. Know that we learn more from our mistakes and our hardships and our failures. So every time something doesn't work, just pick yourself up, evaluate, adjust your plan, and just keep moving forward. Um, I'm always fascinated by what SpaceX is doing. They're constantly <laughs> testing rockets and they yeah. know that the next rocket isn't going to make it into outer space. What they're doing is learning as far as it will go, what yeah. works, what doesn't work, but they are adjusting very quickly and growing very quickly. So they're not waiting for what the way NASA used to do it. Like everything right. needs to be perfect. And then we're just going to send people up. No, yeah. they're, they're learning from their mistakes. So that is definitely something and then there's probably one or two more I can think of. It's take the focus off of yourself and focus on those you serve because mm -hmm. your business is offering solutions to people. And when you focus on helping others, it helps to shift the focus and the doubts and the fears because what we're all doing is bigger than us. Mm -hmm. And so you want to just kind of focus on who you're serving. And probably lastly, it's a simple exercise, but it's, so easy to do. Instead of saying all day, every day, I have to do this. I have to do that. It says, I get to. There's a feeling of gratitude. Um, and you have to think about all of the people who would love the opportunity to do something. I hate to make my bed. I have to make my bed. Some people don't get to make their bed. You know, I have to talk to this client or I have to travel here. Or I have to. 
somebody else would love that opportunity. So just instead of I have to just say all day, I get to, and I promise it's going to help change your mindset. That's one of my favorite little tricks. I do that all the time. And I still, you know, sometimes say I have to, and then I'm like, no, 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 I get to. Um, Because you're right, it changes everything the way that we speak and the way that we speak to ourselves. So I love that. I love that. It's such an it's such a neat little trick, and it really does instantly change the way that you your perspective. So I highly recommend that. I love those. Um, You were also talking about you know celebrating those micro wins. I like to um, keep a little journal and I even have a little email folder of like happy things. You know, it could be a little email that somebody said and it was just had something nice that they had to say and you just shove that in your folder. And if you're having a day where you just need a little extra boost to get you going, you open that up or you open up your journal and you look at all these happy things and then you remember, you know, you because we do, we forget, you know, have you ever looked back um, and saw all the work that you've done. That's quite an exercise when you realize how much you've accomplished. Because so often, as Tracy noted, we do a project and then we move on to the next one, you know, and the next one and the next one and the next one. And you don't remember like, oh my God, I did all of these things. So stop and savor that because I know that, you know, people who are in business for themselves are amazing this is such an, you should really be proud of yourself. Not only did you start a business or took over a business, but you're running it, you're doing it. This is amazing. You should every day wake up and go, oh my gosh, I am a business owner. It's such a, be proud of yourself and celebrate that. If you don't have anything else good that you can think of early in the morning, think about you run a business and that's pretty awesome. So true. Here, here. And it's it's funny. I, you know, I, I think one of the best things I've done in my career is I had someone else do my most recent resume. So every once in a while, I'll pull it out and I'll read it. Because my first initial reaction was, I did? <gasps> I yes. did? I did all these? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, we all need those confidence boosters and we, we should build them into our routine. And, you know, Tracy, we are so grateful that you came to join us today because talk about a half hour that could change your life. You just brought it to us and all of our solos. So we can't thank you enough. We hope you come back soon. But um, yeah, thank you. This has been fun. <laughs> good, good. Well, everyone, we thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode of that solo life and you know if this brought value to you please share it around don't don't keep it for yourself and until next time thanks for joining us on that solo life <laughs>